What are we doing? I don't know, mate. That kid is superstar fire. in the making. Like the play's already gone, just please. Just put your flag up. Yeah, but what are you, mate? I mean, I am a wanker. You're listening to the Circle and Rectangle Show, Australia's finest A-Leagues podcast. Well, Jamie Brown, you wouldn't fucking believe it. We have done it again. We came back, and then we've gone in ourselves a two-week hiatus. Uh, sorry to all our loyal listeners. Um, Jamie did put up a few Twitter posts saying that, yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't make it. I was away one week in Armadale, crook as a dog, and then the next week, Jamie Brown just didn't have a studio to record in. Nope. But we're back. We've, was... we've literally missed everything that's happened. Um, yeah, all what the a, Socceroos stuff. All the, the Socceroos, Socceroos stuff that we're going to talk about. Just missed it completely. We're too busy watching everything. Uh, but yep. what a campaign that was, Jamie. They did incredibly well, considering no one expected them to score, score a goal, let alone get a point and then get out of the group. So great effort from Arnie and the boys. I mean, Shame we missed it, talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it at the end. But um, I do have a few things to say about it. But how have you been, mate? I haven't seen you in quite a while. Stressed, you know, the whole house was torn apart to fix the fucking carpet and, you know, they fucked it up and it's still broken, but I'm not going to complain. I'm over it. And here you are complaining about it. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not going to talk to my landlord or the people who (laughs) fucked it up. I'm just going to deal with it. It's a small inconvenience that I will happily live with. Is it like a Sydney inconvenience or? Very much. It's slightly less inconvenient than MacArthur. Slightly less. Slightly less. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we have missed out on a lot of football. But what we mm. didn't miss out on was this week's action. First week for the men back after our little yes. World Cup break. And I think it's week three of the women's. Week four, possibly. Yep. Did we miss? Yeah, no, we, we previewed the women's and then did nothing. Yes, we didn't get to review any game. So it is week three. Yeah. Sydney FC's third game. Silly But we, we came back Friday night. So let's get into the results for the men. The results are in. And the A-League men's kicked off after their World Cup break Friday night, seeing Brisbane Raw at home one, Adelaide United one. This was actually quite an exciting game to bring us back into A-League football. Yeah, without Craig Goodwin, but he was honoured before the game. But, you know, Adelaide taking a good lead and then Brisbane Raw in heartbreaking fashion for Adelaide, pegging it back right at the end. But, hey, it was a good game. Great great way to return, though. That was a great to, game. Uh, I mean, I fancy Adelaide to be right up there at the end of the season. So Brisbane Raw well just, done, Brisbane Raw. Brisbane Raw just taking points from those teams that are meant to be finishing <laughs> above them, so he can't write them off yet. Uh, SAS for Adelaide, I believe this is like the ninth red card for the A-League season already. <laughs> it's been a good one. <laughs> That's outrageous. Um, copped his first caution in the 84th minute and his second in the 88. He just doesn't learn, SAS. But uh, look, it was a, such an entertaining game to bring us back. Brisbane Raw getting their mm. point right at the death to send the den into absolute madness. Oh, but yep. Speaking of absolute madness, Wellington Phoenix at home in Wollongong. COVID's not here. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> Something we're used to now. Mm. I mean, it's a good away trip for the Wanderers fans because it's literally 40 minutes down the road. And yep. There was reasons behind it. I'd kind of a thank you to Wollongong, even though Wollongong never really showed up for them when they were there. Yep. <laughs> so... Uh, but look, at the end of the day, it was actually quite an entertaining game to watch as well. Wellington Phoenix at home in Wollongong won. Western Sydney Wanderers won. That was a great goal from Wellington Phoenix and an even better goal for the Wanderers to peg it back. Yeah, actually a really good game. Uh, mm. I mean, it was fiery towards the end there, but yeah. really good chances for the Wanderers in the first half. But Wellington had just as many. It was, you know, to, to start the return to the league, we had two really entertaining games. So you can't complain that phenomenal goal from... The Wanderers, it just no one got a touch on and it just sailed right through. But I mean, I, I can't really pick a game that wasn't entertaining this week. So except maybe the MacArthur Melbourne victory game, that was kind of trash. But yeah, it probably was. But yes, uh, <clears throat> Bosnia Krajev opening the story, uh, scoring for Wellington Phoenix in the 61st minute with a fantastic header on the six-yard box before Yeni Bogotto, our French international for uh, Western Sydney Wanderers, bagging his first goal in the A-League men's with a wonderful free kick from 40 yards out that yet just sailed through everyone. And speaking of Sale, Ollie Sale couldn't get to it. He could not, but, but he had a good game though. Both, is, both goalkeepers actually had a good game. He is phenomenal. Ollie Sale is fantastic. No wonder he is New Zealand's number one. And Lawrence Thomas making a, like, coming back into the just A-League as very good. strong. Yeah, just a phenomenal save, I think, from a point-blank header yep. that he sort of pegged, pulled back out. Both goalkeepers on, on their game. I mean, Australia's got a great future when it comes to goalkeepers and 
New Zealand's got a number one they can have for a long time. Yeah, 100%. Uh, this one's good for you, Jamie Brown. It's only taken four attempts. <laughs> but the sky blue, even though they wore their third kit, which is red and black for some strange reason. Oh, my God. The- Don't get me started. Oh, my God. You are club in crisis. Absolute shambles. Yep. But you did yep. get three points at home for the first time this season. Uh, Sydney FC 2, yep. defeating... <laughs> Top of the table, Melbourne City one. Joe Lolly, I'm telling you what, he's a phenomenal footballer and he's he pegged his back straight away. Uh, Jamie McLaren from the spot, he is scoring goals for fun. Top of the golden yep. boot at the seven moment. Seven in a row now. Yep. Seven games in a row he scored now, I think, or was it was that the eighth? I know he's close to, this he's just past Mark Yanko. This is outrageous. So he was on seven. I mean, does help that he takes all their pens and they seem to also get a lot of pens, but, uh, and you wouldn't believe it, it this one was also a pen. Uh, McLaren. Uh-huh. Converting from the spot in the 22nd minute before Joe Lolly straight away in the 23rd minute, pegging one back for Sydney FC. And then possibly the greatest goal of them all, Adam LaFondra in the 61st minute. Little man can head, even though it was literally only four feet off the ground. And I'm pretty sure it, he didn't. Uh, it, he did head the first chance at it, but it was almost like Lolly aimed it just straight at his face, like <laughs> taking some frustrations out maybe. But yeah, Alfie Lafondra, just Johnny on the spot. I was a bit hesitant when it first happened because it looked like he might have been offside. But as soon as I saw the replay, I'm like, oh, holy shit, he's onside by miles. And unlucky Tommy Glover just couldn't keep out the second chance. Well done on the first one. Oh, yeah. But unlucky with that second chance, Alfie yeah, on his return. He did make a wonderful save for the first one. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> he parried it straight into Adam Lafondra and he was fingertips away from, <laughs> if he had, was probably a foot taller, gets it easy. Fingertips yep. on already, but even if he had a full hand on, he's probably punching that into the roof of the net. But fourth time's the charm for Sydney FC back at their <laughs> spiritual home of Allianz Stadium and getting themselves finally three points at home. And speaking of finally being at home, Perth Glory 2 over Vindication for Jamie Brown, Western United oh, yeah. 1. What a what a, what a atmosphere at the Macedonia Park in Perth and what a result for them. Yeah, sometimes these smaller teams like Perth, I mean, MacArthur has a small ground, they can't even fill it, but like the smaller teams like the Brisbane Roars and the Perth Glories, they should be playing at grounds that aren't massive stadiums. Like Brisbane shouldn't play at Suncorp. Where they play at Redcliffe is fantastic for them because it's a great atmosphere. Perth Glory, I mean, it's not a massive stadium over there that they're usually in, but this sort of tight-knit, you're close Suburban to the ground. The shed was loud. Yeah, it, it was a great atmosphere. In a night game for Perth with the shed there, they're always going to be loud. And... You know, thank thank you, Perth, for helping further my vindication with my take on Western United. And thank, thank you a lot. You wouldn't believe it. Two fantastic goals for Perth oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the fans were treated nicely. Yeah. But Western United almost pegging it back, but they could not get the job done, and they walk away with no points as Perth Glory on their return home. Drag all three. But we ended on the Sunday with an F3 derby. Oh yeah, what a game this was! Big, big. And how good, how good is peak A League? The F three Derby Trophy is literally a piece of uh, part of the F three. <laughs> it's it's just perfect. It's something straight out of college football in America. Just it's wonderful. What is what, what it's what it's it's about a road. Well, fine, let's just dig up some of the road and just, just make that the trophy. Core it's hole, perfect. Core drill part of the F three and just put yeah. it on a plaque. Perfect. It peak. It is perfect. It's just. Yeah, and credit to the Newcastle Jets, the squadron for being down there. Great away support, even though it is only an hour trip, but completely outmuscled the Mariners' active support, which is a shame because they have a really good team this year and incredible manager, plenty of youth talent there, and they had three Socceroos coming back and they couldn't fill that stadium. It's slightly disappointing, but is it because, hey, credit to the squadron and the Jets. Is it because the marching band has been barred from the stadium? I uh, I applaud that decision. No, shut the fuck. It should back, remain intact bring, because I bring back oh, the marching I'm, band. I watch Mariners games on mute when those douchebags are there. So um, the, the stadium, the, the Central Coast Council, well done, great decision, Nick Montgomery. I know you probably had a hand in that because it pissed you off just as much as it did did me. But no, they had good active support at the start of the season before the break. So I'm hoping it comes back. Hopefully they were, and, I don't know, on holidays or something. But and Central Coast well is done. a big footballing community. I'm actually currently right oh, here yeah. now. I am, I am in Gosford. So uh, massive footballing community up here. Uh, but unfortunately, they couldn't get the job done as Newcastle Jets nope. take home three points in the F3 derby. Trent Bahaja opening the scoring in the 12th minute before the cum dog, Jason Cummings, equalising hey. for Central Coast in the 53rd. But Mikkel, um, 
What's his Becker? Becker Mikutatse. His first goal in F3 derby and it was a fantastic header to take all three points yep. for the Jets. Pappas has got them firing. They had a little bit of a slow start to the season, but you look at that squad. There is quality. Aside from the goalkeeper, there's quality all over the pitch. Yes, and still what don't a, like how Jack good Duncan. was it? Really don't. He's just not a good goalkeeper. It's like the only part that Pappas has I don't to like fix. Him but... at all. Yeah, no. I mean, you did take Sydney FC's third choice, Adam Pavlicic, over <laughs> over Jack Duncan. But hey, they won the game. They have a decent defense. They've got a really good midfield with Brandon O'Neill there, and their attack is crazy. Good to see Trent Bahaja scoring against the Mariners. Obviously, his former club, but Newcastle take bragging rights. They do, and. Something that we all like to see to round out the men's fixtures for this week. Our first week back after the World Cup break. Uh, MacArthur FC at home, nil. Melbourne victory, one. Tough game for you, Jamie, because you absolutely despise both teams. And you were there. uh, I I was. I took my kids and went with my girlfriend. Um, I don't despise both these teams. I despise one of these teams greatly, (laughs) Melbourne victory. I just, you know, MacArthur is what they, they they would be great if they could fill that stadium even half full. It would be a great achievement. But it's just sad to see they have Dwight York on the sidelines. They have Daniel Azani. They have De Silva. They have Ulysses De Villa. They have so many good players all over that pitch. The fans seem to only care about Lockie Rose. And let's face it, he's incredibly overrated. And they just, I think they might have had 4,000, 5,000 max there. Melbourne Victory had a bigger active support. The bullpen is non existent anymore. There, there's infighting through there. It's. It's hilarious and insane at the same time. But yeah, this was a tough one for me to be at. It was incredibly boring for the vast majority of the game until Ben Falami scored the goal. But yeah, um, it was it was tough to be there live. But mm. I like football. so You do like football. You like watching MacArthur suffer. You oh, don't yeah. like watching Melbourne Victory win and you've been to two of their wins not. right now. Yeah, I've seen just as many Sydney FC wins live as I have Melbourne Victory wins this year. So Disgusting. Come on, Sydney. Can we turn that around That's, on Saturday night? That is Probably disgusting. Not, uh, yep, it sucks. It does, it does. But we move on to round three of the Women's A-League. And Jamie Brown, you have the results in front of you. I have the results. Unfortunately, I don't have the goal scorers for these games. But I can tell you in the first game, Canberra 3, Wellington Phoenix nil. Wellington Phoenix starting really slowly again. But, I mean, Grace Ma, she's been probably their best player all year. But she kicked, she started off the goal scoring with a phenomenal, phenomenal strike that was a definite contender for goal of the week. Great win for Canberra down there at Viking Park. It's just further proof that they should have had a men's team, but APL makes bad decisions, clearly. Yeah, very much so. What do we know? We know nothing. No, we're just just fans that get shunned all the time, although we are fans from Sydney, so we haven't really been shunned. But um, the next game saw the first, actually, first of the two three o'clock kickoffs, uh, sorry, the second of the two three o'clock kickoffs on the Saturday saw Melbourne City at home to Newcastle. Newcastle, after a thumping win over the Wanderers 4-2 a couple of weeks ago, have fallen from grace. Melbourne City, 5. Newcastle, 1. It was a good goal from Tyre Andrews for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they were down 4-0 at the time. Yep. So, no coming back. Just a consolation. Mel- Melbourne victory. This Melbourne City so team. Good. City, apologies. They Melbourne are, City. Yeah, City. Melbourne victory are good as They're well. They're also good. Around, but Melbourne yeah. women's teams are just very, very good. Always good. Melbourne City had one. I think last year they missed out on the finals just. It was the first year since they've come into the comp that they haven't made the finals. Melbourne Victory is back-to-back champions. They've been in three grand finals in the last five years. They are just superb. But yeah, Melbourne City just destroying Newcastle, who unfortunately for them, yet again, a young team from players from the local area just doesn't seem to be getting the job done. Although they do have a few good players from America. Um, oh, it's Cannon Clough, who played for UNC in a national title winning season, was there. They've got Agnew. She's Murphy Agnew's been phenomenal so far this year, but Melbourne City is a different beast. Yep. They are phenomenal. They've got Wanderers expat Briley Henry up front. She just seems to be bagging in goals every week. She's probably one of the most informed strikers in the league, but 5-1, it's, uh, it's good for City. It's bad for the rest of the league because when City's good, they're really, really hard to beat. So. Yeah, they are a tough opponent to come up against. Newcastle were very good against the Wanderers a couple of weeks ago, mm. again, up in Tamworth. But uh, Melbourne City, as you said, they're just a different beast when it comes to football. And I, I'm not sure about this, but with Paddy Kiznobo leaving to go over to France, I'm pretty sure Rado Vidicic, who was the women's coach, has taken over with the men's team. I know that, but I'm not sure if he started the season as their women's coach. So that was would be also turbulent. Coach, yeah. Well, there's turbulence there, and they still managed to put on a five-one result. So credit to them going through that type of adversity because Rado is a phenomenal coach. Obviously, so is Paddy. But 
and he was also their women's coach before this. So it's a good it's a it's a good uh good way to do it for Melbourne City. Just turn out good coaches in the women's and bring them up to the men's. Hey Sydney FC, are you paying attention to that system? No, not at all. Not at all. Of course not. Uh, the next game, the late game on the Saturday, was a game that I was at for the double header for the Sydney Sunset Jersey launch. Sydney FC four, Brisbane Raw nil. It wasn't as open as it looks. Sydney scored two relatively early goals, sort of the early parts of the first half before nothing until the eighty eight mid eightieth minute where they banged, they got two two quick goals to finish it out. But we were very impressive. They really didn't test Jada Wyman out at all. We had plenty of chances. Remy Simpson two games off the bench. She scored again. Madison Harley scored two goals and one of them was an absolute peach. Oh, the first one was good too. We are coming. Sydney FC are looking good again after the you know the loss to Adelaide away in the first round. They're turning it on now. Well, Sydney FC are known for actually being very good in the women's as well, and they went almost the yep. entire season last year undefeated, and then they lost yep. two games in like three weeks to not win the championship. So maybe losing early is good for them. Keeps them humble, you yeah, know? Yeah, it does. Keeps them humble. Yes, very much yeah. so. Because yeah. to lose two grand finals in a row to your bitter rivals, Melbourne Victory, it's, you know. It's hard. We, we, we did win the big blue as well this week, this year. So actually, this was round four. Yeah. I'm just remembering now. That's the same thing. So, it is not week three, but uh, moving on to the Sunday games. Yet again, Western Sydney Wanderers women off to a really tough start. They lost 1-0 to Adelaide. Chelsea Dorbar, future Matilda superstar with a penalty to win that one. But to the Wanderers' credit, Adelaide are one of the teams that I put up there as favourites to win it, and Wanderers held them to just a penalty. So with Fiona Warts coming back from injury, you know, reigning best player in the league. I can't remember what the award name is. I had it, but I've forgotten it. But they, Adelaide were pretty much full strength and Wanderers held them to just a penalty. So, you know, good signs for the Wanderers. Unfortunately, they were at home, so you would expect them to score a goal and win a game. But no, it's, we don't, don't do that. Everything. We don't do that here. <laughs> we, we don't do that here. No, we don't do that here. And, and to finish it off, Perth Glory nil, Melbourne Victory 3. The defending champions after a tough start, back-to-back losses are starting to turn it on. Perth... They've got some really good players in that team. Unfortunately, they just can't put it all together. Melbourne victory too good. Casey Dumont with a clean sheet. Melbourne, you can't let Melbourne victory get into good form. Alex no. Chidiak scored from a corner. She's probably one of the best players in the league. You can't let these girls get hot because they will go on a run and they will beat Sydney FC in another grand final. And I cannot have that happen again. I can. I can absolutely have that happen. And I, I cannot I, and, do this again. And I would like that to happen because it's funny as fuck. Um, but there was Maybe a lot you of know the wonders aren't getting there. Correct, well, mate. We suck at all forms of football. We just we're just there for the, the ride. Are all right. Yeah, somewhat. Currently <laughs> sitting second, but that's okay. Hey, you're not a great football team, but you still have better fans than Macarthur. Oh, how do we keep shoehorning them in? It's weird. Oh, Macarthur have fans. I saw a few of them. Oh, a couple. There was a few there. Yeah, yeah there was a couple. Fair enough. As a good friend of mine, Benny said. So yet again, Sydney FC fans outnumber the Bulls fans at a Bulls home game because I was there. <laughs> The Souls in the FC fan. So, yeah. It's always good to have a laugh at MacArthur, which we'll get get to in Hawthorne. Oh, don't worry. The, the MacArthur bashing's coming. Don't you worry. MacArthur, yeah, we, we we, you this mate, week. Just because we had a month off didn't mean we didn't. We haven't forgotten you, mate. Oh, man. We, the, the group chat has been flowing with good Ooh, screenshots. Yes, so. Very much so. Um, mate, with the women's back in action, with the men's back in action, we've got a lot of goals scored this week. Oh, my God, yeah. And a lot of good goals. 17 in the women's. A lot of good goals. Great goals. But unfortunately, there can only be one goal of the week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, indeed. The winner of this week was absolutely phenomenal. But we'll get into some honorable mentions, Jamie. Yeah, so honorable mentions. I can't go past Yeni Bakoto from the Wanderers. That free kick from the sideline sailed through everyone. Wasn't meant, obviously, but... Eight. It was from a long well, the way thing out is, and it went in. It looked good. The thing is, if Bogoto didn't get it, Marcelo would have got it. So. I mean, yeah, there was only a wander in the area. It was going to be a goal regardless. Yeah. So credit to him. Good to get your first goal. Actually brought you back level. So well done. Second honor of redemption goes to Madison Hawley from Sydney FC. If you haven't seen this, we'll share it out on our socials, but the A-League's page posted a highlight. She dribbled through everyone, put the ball in behind the defense, used her speed to get it, beat two players in the box, and just cheeky chip to the back post. For me, it was goal of the week up until I saw the Perth game. So phenomenal finish from Maddie. Um, she's just doing it. She's, she's phenomenal for Sydney FC. She will be in my fantasy team this week. Courtney Vine, you've had four weeks and you've let me down. So it's time to bring in Maddie. 
And last honourable mention goes to Jack Clisby, again from Perth Glory. If you haven't seen his goal, he hit it so perfectly. Jamie Young literally stood on the spot and just looked at it as it went there into the net. There was nothing, nothing he could do. As a goalkeeper and part of the union, I can back as much as I love Jamie Young and he has now Jamie he's Old. A good goalkeeper. He's a very he was yep. a very good goalkeeper. Now he's a bit old. Yep. Even in his prime, he's not saving that. That was hit so perfectly well, just curling it into the top corner from the edge of the box. It yep. is technical perfection. And defender it was in speed too. Defender in front of him. Bends it around him, fast dick, top corner, with pace, perfect. Absolutely perfect. It takes a lot to beat that for goal of the week. But the first Perth Glory goal, even better. Ryan Williams. Again, if you haven't seen any of these goals, go and check it out. But from the byline, near the corner flag, we you just can't – It's he scores from the byline we love, at the corner flag. We love what we call a cross-come shot. Because it's meant yeah. to be a cross and it just ends up going in. But no, no, no. I'm backing him. I think he's gone for this intentionally. Because technique-wise, if you're just going to try and dink a ball into the box, you still try and put a whip on it so it goes away from the goalkeeper. Yeah. So yeah. you obviously have to follow through with your with your cross. If you watch his shot, he literally just bunts it. So a proper chip. He dinks it over Jamie Young from the byline into the back corner. And, and it just drops in the postage it's stamp perfect. at the back corner too. Like It's it- perfect. As soon as I saw it, I messaged you and said, I think we've got some good contenders for goal of the week. And it's it it had to be it. It was just fantastic. And it helped him get the win. It put him up 1-0 pretty early. Absolutely stunned Jamie Old. But yeah, congrats for Ryan Williams, goal of the week. And I don't know if we'll see a better one than that this year. No, I don't think we will. Honestly, I do not think we will. Um, it was just, if I'm going to go on technical perfection. That was it. That is the perfect chip shot. What dinkage from the byline. It doesn't happen. It shouldn't go in. Physically, no, no, should it shouldn't. not go in. Physics-wise, it is the tiniest of gaps that he has to slight, get the ball away from the goals to bend it back enough to go in the goals while getting it over players and a goalkeeper. It just should not happen, but it did. Much like Tim Cahill's volley in the World Cup, it should not happen. It did. Ryan Williams scored this amazing goal. It I was just... fantastic. It was well worthy of goal of the week, but we move on. Yeah. We have mentioned Tim Cahill in a World Cup. We have missed the entire of the Socceroos' participation in the World Cup, so maybe we should get into some hot topics. But we'll skip the Socceroos to the end because I think we should start off with the hottest of topics fresh off the press. APL, what the fuck are you doing? I, I don't know where this came from. This is... To me, this is pure fucking insanity. Like, the 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 greatest thing about the A League has been, if you finish on top of the ladder, you are going to host a grand final. Should you make it, you earn the right to host that grand final. To now say, to, but basically shun, what sixty percent of the league, seven teams out of the twelve, and say you don't matter is, I. I don't know what Danny Townsend's doing, and I know he has a history of making horrible, horrible decisions. He re-signs Corica, but I can't understand. I, I get we need money. The league needs money, but this is going to cost them far more money. And I, I mean, what do they expect? Let's just hypothetical, right? We know it's never going to happen, not for a long time, not in the next three years, but Perth Glory makes this grand final, and they're playing Wellington Phoenix. Never going to happen. Both teams are terrible. They're not making a grand final. What fan is going to pay thousands of dollars for me, this, the state or that country, to come over and watch a game in Sydney at a state? The stadium will be lucky to get ten thousand people. I, I, they, I just don't understand. This it. is it's... <laughs> after such a high of what the Socceroos brought back to football in this country. <laughs> yep, we have gone with possibly the worst thing we could have. Made. This, the only thing worse than what they have done would have literally just been, oh yeah, there's no more A League. We don't care. Oh, you're enjoying that? No more. We take that from Yeah, you, it's not coming back. We'll just come back next season. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You don't need this anymore. Yeah, no. This is uh, this is the worst thing that could have possibly... Like, like, as I said, oh, we both understand it is a 10-figure sum. That's a lot of money. Hmm. The league does need some financial backing because there was a lot of going around about how much football in this country is getting compared to what cycling in this country <laughs> is getting. Yep. That's disgusting. Pathetic. 
But this is not the way to go about it. And I completely agree. Like the thing, the worst part is we're from the two, we're supporters of the two Sydney teams. Yep. Very good chance that one of us hosts the grand final this year. And it's not the one that's not talking. It's definitely me. <laughs> it's definitely us in FC. Yeah. <laughs> and we fucking hate this decision. Yeah. It's the fact stupid. That, like both, both clubs, active supports came out condemning this decision. Like the, the Cove came out very early this morning. It was really awesome to see. Basically saying, look, we are from Sydney. We are the club at Sydney, in Sydney. And this is, to, you earn the right to host a grand final. You don't just get given it. You know, Wanderers are more likely to make the grand final than this year than Sydney FC. You guys make a grand final, but you finish fourth. You get there from fourth out of the sixth. We don't want it. Melbourne City is going to probably come first. Victory will be right up there. One of those two teams finishes, gets the right to host that grand final. They make it. Let's say it's City because fuck victory. They now have to come to Sydney to Wanderers territory. And we know what Wanderers do when it comes to finals. They pack out stadiums and... It's just unfair. Melbourne City earned the right to have home ground advantage for that grand final, and the APL has just said, ah, nah, no. we're just going to give it to Sydney clubs. Well, this isn't the fucking rugby league. Yeah. This, it's just not, this is not how it happens. You, you earn things like that. He, the way he said it, well, you know, it's like, you know, the FA Cup gets held at Wembley in London all the time. It's like, this isn't a fucking cup game. This is the grand final of the A League, which, you know, you cannot have playoffs and be first past the post. It'll put more emphasis on the Australia Cup. But this is how it is at the moment. You earn the right to host a grand final. Much like LA Galaxy. Uh, not LA Galaxy. What's that other club in LA this year for the MLS? Uh, LAFC. Uh, LAFC. They earned the right to host the MLS Cup final in LA because they finished higher on the ladder than no, they, Philadelphia. The fuck they played Philadelphia Union. Yeah, they finished higher, so they earned the right to host a grand final. You earn it. In our system, you don't just get given it. Sydney FC don't get to play at home in a grand final if they finish sixth, which is a long shot. I the thing that annoys Danny Townsend is not no, good, not at all. And <laughs> and as no. you said, this isn't rugby league. And I'm a very like we are both firm advocates for this isn't rugby league. We don't oh, get yeah. grand finals. Football doesn't no. get a grand final. Only in knockout competitions is there a final. Yeah, that's the point of knockouts. And you want to make the Australia Cup better, you get rid of the A-League final series and you make the Australia Cup the, the showpiece grand final yeah. in A-League is first past the post, like real football. But, there's a, this, but there's a reason the Rugby League grand final is hosted in Sydney because out of the, what, 12, now 13 teams in it? I think there's 16, man. 17 next year with the Dolphins. Yeah, fuck, I don't in. know how many because I really don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> what, one in Melbourne, one in Canberra, two in Queensland. One in New Zealand. One in New Zealand. Five yep. out of the 17, of 17 are not in New South Wales. That I can understand because there is a majority chance, I think once in the last fucking 15 years, has it not been a Sydney team in the grand final because it was like the and two it, Brisbane, two Queensland teams. Brisbane, yeah. Those, those there guys, is a yeah. reason why the AFL grand final is held in the MCG. The same reason as the NRL. <laughs> because majority of the teams are from Melbourne. We have five of the seven. Five of the 12. Five and then seven. I'm getting my maths confused because I'm so angry. <laughs> but you, you had the maths right. You had five and seven that yeah. combined for 12. That's so not just, a majority. Yeah, the tiredness makes... Yeah, no, that's not a majority. And let's face it, of the five, the Wanderers and maybe the Mariners will make the finals this year. The other three, dicey. Very much so. Dicey at best. <laughs> So the chances of hosting a grand final is two out of six. So 33%. And you're basically just saying, no, no, you guys will host it. We, we, we've got you. You, you understand you the be best fine. part about being a football fan is an away day. An away oh, yeah. final. Can you imagine oh, yeah. how many, If say, let's just go top of the table at the moment. Melbourne City, number one, because that's where they probably will end up. They get the right mm-hmm. to host the grand final. Western Sydney Ronda has finished second. Obviously, we now have to travel to Melbourne. I can guarantee a third of that stadium will be Western Sydney Wanderers fans because we will make the trip. Yep. You go the other you way do it around. For a regular season game. If you go the other way around, Melbourne City come up to Sydney. Ten percent of that stadium may be Melbourne City. Yep. If and it and if it's at partic- if it's at Bank West, Combank, whichever one it is now, thirty thousand, thirty five thousand seat stadiums. That is three thousand people. Yeah. 
it's for a team who came first. Correct. Like it's just not fair. It it I mean you still get the premier's plate for finishing first, but you also earn the fact that you know that if you're in the grand final, it comes to your home ground. If Perth Glory for some fucking reason come first this year, it goes to Preston Macedonia Park or whatever it's called. Deserve it. It will probably end up at Optus Stadium. Like when Adelaide it hosted probably, it yeah, in, what, 2015? Or was it the Adelaide Oval? Yeah. A bigger ground. Although the they difference, should the it main difference or Coopers. between the other codes in Australia, the AFL and the NRL, both very heavily backed. They've got very good supporter, like, supporter groups. What they don't do is create an atmosphere like a home stadium does. Home field yep. advantage in football is so much more critical than what it is to the AFL or to the NRL. It because it basically means instead of the RBB going down to Melbourne and being four thousand out of thirty thousand, they're at home. Should they own the right to host the grand final? They're at home with twenty you know, six thousand. Twenty six thousand people doing who do we sing for? You know, it's intimidating to not just the away supporters but the away team that comes in to play that team that ground and it boosts the Wanderers. I've been in that stadium for a Sydney Derby where we've been heavily outnumbered fan wise. And it, you know, there's, there's, it's why football is different. Active support and the fans have such a huge impact on the way the game is played. And they've just stripped it. They've just stripped it away. They've just, they're fucking going to kill this game. They're going to fuck the second division and they're going to kill it with this grand final bullshit. Look, as much as, the one thing as well, I hate Melbourne. I hate now how Melbourne is the sporting capital of Australia because unfortunately it is. Uh-huh. Can't deny it. The one thing that irks me the most, and this is getting into the Socceroos as well, the fact that every game for the Socceroos this year, Federation Square had a live viewing until the round of 16 when they then opened up Amy Park and got 20,000 people in it. Yeah. It took until the round of 16 for Sydney to do it. And now yeah. they think, oh, whoa, we did that once. We can now, let's just get all of it in. No, fuck off. Yep. I would have killed to have been down at Federation Square for that, um, the Tunisia game. That, 16, yeah. that looked like a oh, phenomenal no. a, a, uh, atmosphere. Like the flares, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it, but the flares were phenomenal. Fuck Channel 9 for reporting on it and the great atmosphere, but it just was awesome. And you're right, it took Sydney until they got into meaningful games to actually say, hey, you know what? We should do something like that there. Federation Square did that from game one. A-League memes were heavily involved in making it happen, but it's Melbourne is the sporting capital. So if you wanted to put the grand final anywhere, it shouldn't be Sydney. Melbourne sporting fans, and I fucking hate Melbourne just like you do, all three of their teams, although only two matter, but they are the sporting capital of Australia. That's why the AFL, AFL games get 30,000, 40,000 no matter where it is. At the G, it's regularly in the 70s and 80s for regular season games because they just love sport down there. We just don't have that in New South Wales. It's there's just so much more fun things to do in Sydney. It's true. I just don't understand why like, you would do this. There's a re- Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne has the AFL, and that and they make a week event out of it, and it's fantastic to watch. Oh, yeah. I watch the AFL. I don't support it. I just enjoy it because it's sport. I love my sport. They make I'm a full, AFL fan. They make a full week out of it. It's fantastic yep. to watch. Great they final have, week. There's a public holiday. It's great. They have the Melbourne Cup. I get my half the day off work, and I get to bet money. It's perfect. They have the Australian yep. Open. Again, I just get a reason to gamble money and watch tennis. I fucking love the tennis. Love sport. It's a sport. They have the F1 Grand Prix. I like motor racing, even though I oh, call yeah. it transport. Is that PC? Technically, a car is transport. <laughs> but I get I digress. I enjoy watching it. Melbourne's got it. Melbourne is the Australian sporting capital. Fuck off Sydney and this decision. This is the fucking stupidest thing we've ever heard. And this is coming from people in Sydney. Yeah, who support the two biggest clubs in Sydney and two of the biggest, two of the three big clubs in Australia, and we are dead against it. The Cove was dead against it. The RBB was dead against it. Uh, I think the bullpen <laughs> put something up about how they were against it. It was hilarious because it was behind closed doors. I got it screenshot sent to me. But every it, the one positive, right? The one positive out of this: every active support in the country has come out condemning it. OSM. City Terrace Culture, Western Service Crew, all four of them. The Red Army. The Cove, the RBB, the Red Army. The Den. The Gate, the Den. Everyone has come together condemning this. It's perfect. The Squadron. Yeah, the Mariners, I'm sure they have one. I didn't see them, but I saw everyone else. They've all come out condemning it. 
City and Victory fans are doing a 20th minute walkout or boycott of the game. I think it's a walkout, that actually. It is a walkout. I employ every active support. You know, Sydney FC are going to the Mariners away this weekend. I hope we do the same thing. It's a long train ride to walk out after 20 minutes, but it's worth it. We need to like join together as fans and show them without us, this game isn't anywhere near what it could. It's like, just a fucking the thing is, league game. Could you, like, a Melbourne derby, which is the biggest game in Melbourne, and they're oh, yeah. doing a walkout. That's, that's massive. Half the stadium, gone. Both ends. Gone. Gone. Like that's huge. Sydney Derby. Imagine if, if a Sydney, Sydney Derby, Derby was this weekend. Massive. Yep, the stadium would be empty. You guys love a walkout. You do it all the time. So we love a boycott. We fucking we just we just want the attention. At least this one's for a legitimate reason for the good of the game, not just for the good of the club. You know, this was this would be a good thing. But... Yeah, but the good of the club is good of the game. So it's all it's all it's all good. But it's like I, I see a lot of people. It's like, oh, why would we walk out after twentieth minute? We should be supporting our teams, not supporting like not caring about the APL. It's like. We do support our teams. We love our clubs. I I don't think I've missed a game for Sydney FC in New South Wales this year, and I was damn close to going to Brisbane, and I'm glad I didn't. But this is about the game, the, the bigger picture of the game. It's about showing the, the APL and Danny Townsend that without the active support, you have a rugby league game. And rugby league is fucking boring life. You'd just rather watch it on TV. People talk about our TV ratings all the time. It's because it's better to be at a game. Since Sydney FC got back to Amy Park, we're averaging 20... Not Amy Park, the Sydney Football Stadium, Allianz. We are averaging 20,000 a game. The fans make... The active support makes these these games. And you're going to see it this weekend. If they all walk out, there will be no atmosphere. You'll be watching Canterbury Bulldogs versus Parramatta Eels on a Saturday night on Fox and no one gives a shit. The only downside is I'm pretty sure they've probably already taken the money. Yeah. So they're probably not going to turn around from this. No. But it's a massive mistake and it's it irks me. Uh irks me so much. But there is a bright side to it. Um and that's the fact that the the bullpen have decided they're also gonna do a walkout. <laughs> although it's quite difficult to do a walkout when you don't even walk in. Forty people <laughs> in the bullpen. Not even it was like forty McCarthy. Not, not even close. It was like <laughs> ten, five, four, maybe. I don't know. So this was sent to me from the bullpen. This is funny. Like, I, I love this. So I was at the game, obviously, on Sunday, watching MacArthur hopefully getting a win. This is from the bullpen form. I won't say the guy's name. Where was everyone today? Pretty disappointing that about 40 Vic supporters on the opposite side of the pitch had the loudest voice, to which someone commented, the bullpen is dead. We are embarrassing. I mean, I think our job's done. I think we, we've, we've done, finally I think convinced we've done it. their fans that yeah, we've, <laughs> they know we've, they're embarrassing. We've finally killed it. Stop! He's um, already dead. Like yeah, it's <laughs> it's 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 one thing when Sydney FC comes to town and we bring four thousand people and drown them out. It's another thing when the Wanderers do it. It's another thing when the Mariners will likely do it, and probably the Squadron as well. But when Victory fans who had a Sydney derby up here at the start of the season, so have already spent money to come to Sydney. Come again with 40 to 50 people. It was probably more like 50 to 60. And outsing you as an interstate team, just pack the team up and move it to Canberra. Like, what, are you, what are we doing here? Like, You have fucking Dwight York on the sideline, a Manchester United legend. You had Sir Alex Ferguson come the week of the Sydney inconvenience, and we had more fans than you guys did. You have Azani. Superstar player, watching him play is amazing. D- Danny De Silva is fantastic. Ulysses De Villa is probably one of the best players in the league. Your defense is good. Philip Curto is good. You think Lockie Rose is good, and you come out to see him. He gets a loud cheer all the time, and you still can't get half that stadium full. I I just don't understand what we're doing. I I look forward to the bullpen walking out. I don't know what will change if I'm watching it on TV, but I I mean yeah, by all means, do what you guys can. It's not going to be a massive impact, but hey, we we love the support. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's an. I just don't know what what more do you have to do. I I am dating a Bulls fan in name only. I feel like, but even she admits that. It's not good enough. It's partly because the local association's management and hierarchy is garbage mm-hmm. at what they do. It's also the fact that the Bulls decided to go with Northbridge from the North Shore of Sydney, from Sydney FC territory as their feeder club. 
they really don't care about the community of Campbelltown at all. So well, there's, why should the fans the, care? The thing is, they're setting up their training facilities in Liverpool. But I get that because it's part of the Greater Macarthur area. I, I yeah, kind of get it. It definitely isn't. It, it's never been, I know. Liver, it, Liver, that's you, what they would tell you. I wouldn't believe it. Liverpool's part of the Greater West. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, wondrous territory. territory. Yeah. You have this little pocket in southwest Sydney, which is huge when it comes to grassroots football. Like the the amount of kids that play football and adults that play football in MacArthur is huge. Probably one of the biggest in the state, uh, up there with you know the Central Coast and area. So, it's uh, Central Coast, Southern MacArthur. Yeah, and you can't get half of a stadium that fits what nineteen, twenty thousand people. You can't even fill that halfway. I just don't know what the APL is waiting for. Like, pull the trigger, move them to Canberra or Wollongong. Do something. Start playing half their games down in Wollongong and see how they'll turn out down there. They probably won't because it's not the Wollongong Wolves. But, I I mean, it gives us something to talk about every week, so we can't complain. And it's an easy win for both teams when they go to Campbelltown because easy win in the terraces and we haven't lost a game in, in Campbelltown since they came into the comp. So oh, We haven't won a game, just, so this is fantastic. Um, no, just forget about the, the home games that we host against MacArthur. We haven't won a game either. We haven't won a game against MacArthur. We have never beaten MacArthur. <laughs> Well, for Sydney, for the blue <laughs> yeah. side of Sydney, it's a great thing to off have because it's three points on side. Off the pitch, we've destroyed them every time. On the oh, pitch, yeah. we're bad at football. It's a great away trip. You know, we catch the train in, it's we go to the pub in Sydney, we catch the train out all together. from my house. Yeah, you could walk to the game. Like, the march could start at your house. <laughs> we could. <laughs> but we could. There's literally a I, bridge that goes over. It's, it's fantastic. Bridge <laughs> over the highway. For the sake of the game, you need to have a team that can actually bring fans in. They have to have a good active support. You know, the squadron's active support was dead for a long time, but they are back this year with a vengeance. And that's probably a way that the APL can look to bring money into the game as well. Back your active supports. When Channel 9 and 2GB go a hate campaign about a Sydney derby because there was a bottle of alcohol that isn't allowed in the stadium left on the floor in Sydney on a Saturday night, defend us. Come out in defense. Support us encourage us to use safe smoke and have these awesome displays like we do it, not just derbies. Let's get it happening at all the games. But unfortunately, it just feels like they don't have our back. And clearly they don't well, because they don't have the back of the fans. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they didn't back us when that happened. But when it was for the Socceroos, it was an amazing look at the atmosphere. Yep, yep. <laughs> but when we do it, we're hooligans and we're criminals. And we're the reason why families don't go to A-League games because they're scared. It's like, fuck off. Go to a rugby league game. How many fights do you see in the stands there? I didn't see one at the Sydney Derby, and it was a far bigger crowd. No, because no, we just yell at each other. Yeah, and we, we have the same philosophy. We don't go there looking for a fight. If it comes to us, we will defend our turf, but we don't go there looking to fight, and you guys have the same philosophy. And you wouldn't believe it. The only ones that ever fight are the ones that aren't part of the active supports. The, yeah, the ones that dropped all the flares on that bridge aren't part of the guys who organize everything. They're just blow-ins that come for the atmosphere. They come to experience it, and they call, they're they the ones that cause the problem. You guys have them. We have them. Every active support has them because they want to, oh, yeah, I'm part of the Cove. I'm part of the RBB. You're not. You're just trash. But the vast majority of us are just diehard football fans that love the game and love our team and hate each other. We're the passion. But they just don't have our backs. Yeah, they don't. But when they do have their backs, it's because the Socceroos are doing well. And we did yep. miss the entire part of it because of things. But the Socceroos campaign is uh-huh. absolutely fantastic. It was the fucking, it was the best thing that we could have ever hoped for. After all this, like I still don't like Graham Arnold as our head coach. <laughs> I don't like his style of play. It irks me so much. But he's boring. It's, he's done such a fantastic job. Two clean sheets at a World Cup. No one ever expected that from us. Two wins at a World Cup. No one ever expected that from us. Look, France, we scored first after nine minutes. No one in the world yep. expected that. The final score, nope. I could probably expect that. But to take Argentina to the 97th minute and almost come away with a draw to send it through the extra time. Two chances in the last 10 minutes that could have been could have gone, you know, a, a deflection either way. Beige scores, Garen Quall, unlucky. Amazing against Argentina, Leo World Messi, number three, Argentina, and yeah. they scored two goals: one from poor defense because we had a poor clearance, and the yep. second one from a goalkeeping error. Yep, they and yep. they capital, and that I, is the difference between the Socceroos and a team like Argentina, World number three. They capitalize on those chances. 
And every every player that has played for the Socceroos has come out and said the same thing. That is the difference in the quality. They just capitalise on mistakes. You cannot do anything wrong. And nothing but respect for Matty Ryan. Without him, they probably don't beat Tunisia. No. They probably don't beat Denmark. He made one mistake out of in four games. And yeah, it's cost them a loss, but it, they might not have got out of the group if it wasn't for him and Harry Suter. So people might have been bashing him, but for me, he's a, he's a fucking legend. He is clearly the best goalkeeper Australia's got. Except for Joe Gauci, who probably but. be in the next World Cup. But the one thing yeah. I want to say, and this is—I've actually had this argument with a couple of people, a couple of my in my friends group who don't support the A League, but they loved what the Socceroos did. Oh and my god, that's the but Euro snobs. And this is yep. this is this is what I'm going to say to everyone in the out there in Australia: if you do not support the Australian League, do not stand up when the Socceroos are playing. I don't fucking want to see it. Without the domestic game, the international scene will not grow. They will not get better. Look at how Craig, what, four players out of 26 Craig, were not from, made in the A-League. Five out of the 26 never played yeah. in the A-League before. Craig Goodwin got a goal and an assist. Currently plays for Adelaide United. And Matthew, he's not leaving. Matthew Leckie scored a goal. The goal that got us through to the knockout stages. Currently yep. playing at Melbourne City. Mitchell Duke scored a goal who has played most his entire career in the A-League. is now playing in Japan. The Matt A Ryan. League has produced Matt Ryan keeps keeps two clean sheets in the World Cup. Harry Suter has never played in the A League. That's okay. He's a fucking phenomenal centre back. Kai Rolls, who him. was so underrated at this World Cup. Yeah, no one expected him to get picked. They thought it was going to be Ryan Strain from St Mirren, but they picked. He went with Kai Rolls, and great decision. A left right back, left and a right footed centre back combination is what you need. Yeah, and when you've got someone like Harry Suter next to you, you have the freedom to. I think he only made one mistake, and that was that game in Tunisia where obviously Harry Suda made up for it with that fantastic tackle. Kai Rolls had a phenomenal campaign. Keanu Backus, who no one thought should ever have been picked, had a phenomenal campaign and started against Argentina, and his sole job was to mark Leo Messi. Garen Kuo, Mariners A-League guy, going to be a superstar in the future. Aziz Bayic started at Melbourne Heart was huge in, I think it was the Tunisia game. He had a phenomenal game. Massive. Almost got the game that put us into extra time against Argentina. He did that little left-hand, like down the side, left-hand run, beat two players across it the byline. It was Leo so Messi-esque. Yeah, and I don't like Aziz Bayic. I frequently call for him not to be in the squad because I don't think he's a good defender. But man, when he goes forward in attack, he is really hard to stop. Leo Messi-esque with that ball at his feet. They all came from the A-League. So if you do not support the domestic game, you do not get and see it, you do not watch it on TV when your team is away, the Socceroos will not get better. It will just stay the same. We probably won't make World Cups if the A-League doesn't grow. So get out there and support your local team. I don't care if you want to go support MacArthur. God knows they fucking need it. We go to more MacArthur games than MacArthur fans go to. (laughs) You live there. Now I have to go. Correct. (laughs) But like... How can you care about what the Socceroos do but not care about the growth of the game in Australia? Go, fuck, go watch an MPL game. No, because the quality is shit. And this was the argument. The argument, the quality of the A-League is shit. Hang on a minute. Oh, no. no. You haven't watched for a long time then, buddy. Because you wouldn't believe it. Matt Leckie scored a goal against Denmark. What league does Matt Leckie score in, uh, play in? Uh, the A-League? Yeah. What league is Kasper Schmeichel? The French Liga 1, I think. Uh, li- yeah, Liga 1. You wouldn't believe it. For Top nice. five in the world. Is legal. Yeah. And uh, Matt Leckie just passed that ball into the back of the net after skinning two of their defenders, who one of them plays in the Premier League, and I think the other one plays in Italy. Hang on. So Hang on. <laughs> in the Serie A. Craig Goodwin scored against France. Who's their goalkeeper? Uh, I believe it is Hugo Lloris. And where does he play? Uh, I think he plays at Tottenham I believe in the Premier did. League. Oh, well, well, the greatest league in the world. Mm, yes, yes, very much so. He's also their captain, and he's now in a semi final. So you, you scored a goal. He scored the same amount of goals as England did against France. Same result. But the Socceroo is awesome, yeah? Yeah. Like, woo. A-League's garbage. Get that fucking mentality is from people that haven't watched it. You know, there was a time where the A-League dropped off in its quality, and then we brought Del Piero along, and it sort of boosted again. But right now, that you just watched the, Melbourne, the, the mini-match of Melbourne City versus Sydney FC. It was constant attack, and Matt Leckie was tearing it up. Andrew Naboo was killing it. Jamie McLaren scores penalties. Sydney FC had really good chances to score and win the game. Adrian Caceres had a phenomenal game. The quality of the A-League is right up there now. I mean, Sydney FC beat Celtic. 
a week in Celtic, nonetheless, but we beat Celtic. So we are a Scottish Premiership Championship quality champions quality team. Uh, we got pumped by we got pumped by Everton, but we also played. That's our, a Premier League team, mate. Yeah, but we, Premier League's different. We played our youngsters, mate. And you scored two goals against them. We did. So. Two or one? I believe just one. Five one was the final. Yeah, score. one. So it but was one. Yeah. Every player that has ever come here has said the same thing. The league is improving. Charlie Austin said it. He loves the domestic game. Yep. It's on par with what Nani has said it. Yeah. It's on par with lower to like high league one, lower championship football. Yep. Which, you know, you're playing in the championship in England. You're playing against historic clubs and it's, I think it's better quality football. I love watching I would rather go to a championship game than a Premier League game. I'll be going to one next year when Nottingham get relegated, but that's not the point. <laughs> As I sit here in a Manchester City jersey, you I would rather watch a championship game because the passion from the fans is a lot better. The ch- Tickets are a lot cheaper. It takes you back to the old school days of football. And you're still getting good quality football. And you get that in the fucking A-League. We, yeah, you get good passion from the fans. You get good quality football. And you get cheap tickets unless you go to a MacArthur game. You know how much I'm paying <laughs> to go to the Manchester free. Derby in January? Where are you sitting? <laughs> Up the top. Uh, at the Etihad or Old Trafford? At Old Trafford. Old Trafford. You're probably paying about £110? Higher. Yes, that's what I mean. 110 pounds is nearly $200 Australian. And it's more than that. I am paying... To be up the top. I am paying 200 pounds. Yeah, there you go. So 380 something Australian dollars for one ticket. For the nosebleeds. A regular season game. Yeah. yeah, for the nosebleeds. Not even behind the goals, which is still cheaper than it would be to get you in the active bay at MacArthur. You know how much... You know, but, you know, the, you know the most disgusting part about this? What I'm paying for one game... City's going to win it. One, City's going to win it, but I don't really give a fuck about who cares. It's at Old Trafford. But what I'm paying the price for one game... You just want to go. It's yeah. actually more expensive than the membership I pay to be involved in the RBB <laughs> for an yeah. entire season. So, you, you know, you're getting really good quality football for bargain basement prices, unless you go to MacArthur. Correct. I mean, my Sydney Derby ticket was like $40, and I was part of the Cove. Like... To be in that sort of environment 30, for was, the biggest game in the Australian domestic calendar. dollars for us because we have an agreement. Yeah. Cheap away end. That's the, the best thing about... You know, yeah. you, know, you know who doesn't have an agreement? MacArthur. MacArthur. Yep. But I didn't have to pay 50 bucks for the ticket this time. I paid 35 So it wasn't too bad, which is still way overpriced for that stadium. Mm-hmm. But we'll deal with it. But well done, Socceroos. Uh, and you saw the passion. Yeah, amazing. With, you saw the passion with Jackson Irvine in his uh, interview after the game, breaking down in tears. Jackson, we are so proud of you. We all are. He he is the coolest footballer on the planet. What he does on the field and what he is off the field, and to see him that upset after a loss to Argentina in the knockout stages of the World Cup just shows you that they really thought that they could beat Argentina, and. Not gonna lie, going into it, I really didn't think so. But the early stages of that game, I actually sort of thought, you know what, soccer is dagger goal belief. here. They'll get this. I had full belief, and by the end of it, I thought if we get this equaliser, we've won. Oh, if they got the equaliser, they would they were winning an extra time or penalties. For one, Matt Ryan can save penalties. You also have the Grey Wiggle that could save penalties. I and two, hate that man so much, but God, he can save pens. <laughs> he can save. He almost saved McLaren's one on the weekend, but. You know, to to do that to Argentina that late in the game would have just broken their hearts, and they would have you, the Socceroos would have run them down. All the, all the adrenaline and motivation, and the Argentina would have been deflated. And imagine that the Socceroos knock out Argentina at a World Cup, go on to play the Netherlands. And I think, I think it wasn't we the would have stage. beaten the Netherlands. Not an impressive team, let's be honest. Not the strong Netherlands teams that we're used to seeing, but just like two thousand six, if they just beat Italy, they could have gone all the, the way to the semi final because the, they would have beat Ukraine. Yeah. The difference is. When when we when we got knocked out against Italy, I was so disappointed because I thought we were robbed. Yep. This time around, I was upset, very upset, but I wasn't disappointed. I was so proud, and I still am proud. But because I, I saw so many Socceroos jerseys that next day at work, even though they lost, not the day uh, like that of the game that morning. The next day, I saw Socceroos jerseys as I was driving my train around town. That just shows you how proud everyone. Yes, it sucks that you got knocked out, but they. They made the nation proud. They put football on the map in this country. They had Channel Nine talking about it positively. Not which just is a miracle. Not just in this country. You should the, the oh, headlines the around the world because 
It may have been a Barstool six- Sports had it featured on the blog page of Barstool Sports, a massive sports site in America, was talking about how crazy the Australian football fans because were. Because we were celebrating in the streets at 3 a.m. for winning <laughs> a game. <laughs> yep. And the flares and the fact that everyone packs into these live sites. It, they said it looked better than England because it had flair, literally. Yeah. But England was talking about it. Italy talked about it. Argentina was talking about it. Well, what's an Italian talking about it? They're not involved. Well, they've got to support yeah, somebody. And we have a heavy Italian culture, you know. We Christian Vieri was born here. He was. Should have played for us. Correct. Ah, Christian Valpada. Maybe he's in that uh, Asian Cup squad, huh? See what it's goose. like. Sydney FC should have kept him. Wanderers should have kept him. Maybe he would have played this tournament. Fuck you, Jose Mourinho. Nah, that's fine. We didn't need him. We don't want him. But so... Like, so proud. As someone who supports England but obviously loves the Socceroos because I want the Socceroos do good, the domestic game grows, the domestic game grows, the Socceroos do better. It was so good to see them get out of the group and really take it to in the a, In a group that we shouldn't have won a game in, we were, we, were nope. every, we were always predicted to finish last in the group, not even on a not point. Maybe, maybe get a draw against Tunisia and finish on one point. Denmark and France were going to go through. Yep. We finished the group on the same number of points as France. Seven points. Six. France, oh, yeah, yeah. France yeah, lost two, to Tunisia. Two lost, yeah. yeah, that's right. They lost to Tunisia, not true. But still, you know, the soon-to-be eventual world champions, you finished the same points in the group and only conceded four and scored first. Really, really made them panic. Just, you know, they should be proud. We all I'm are. glad... When the the boys came out for the Sydney game, all four of them, three of them from Melbourne City, the whole crowd stood up and applauded them, rewarded them with their pluck. Matt Ryan came on at halftime and they, they interviewed him. He got a huge cheer. Never played for either club, but he was there at the game because he's on a break at the because moment. He's a Sydney boy. Yeah. And just the, the amount of Socceroos jerseys I saw in the crowd, it just made you feel good. You know, maybe these guys have never been to an A League game, but they know that they're Socceroos playing for these teams and now they've come to games, they've experienced it. That's how the, the league grows. But yeah, absolute pride. And now it's all up to the women next year at the Home World Cup. Best part is the men now saying now we've got a we've got a home grand final, uh, home World Cup for the women's. We've got to get around them. Absolutely. I'm going to be at as many games as I can for the Matildas. So I mean, it's it's already heavily supported. If you're trying to buy a ticket right now, you're going to have to wait till April, uh, March, uh, no April, sorry April 11 when the new release gets because you cannot get anything right now. So. Shows that there is support for these games. They just released the, the bases. Unfortunately for, unfortunately for Sydney, we always get slighted on this type of thing. But the, the Tillies will be based in Brisbane. Unfortunately, no one loves Sydney. We get no respect. No one brings events here. No. But it's get, get out. Like Another, I think Campbelltown's got Korea. Like go watch Korea train in the, in, in their downtime. Like uh, uh, there's a the right. hub just off the M7. I, I don't Cerulio Park or something in. Um, you mean Valentine Park? No, it's Cerulio Park in Middleton Grange, which is just off the M7 near Cecil Hills. That's a that's a women's World Cup base. Teams will be training there. Get out and watch them train. One, get some get buy a career jersey and get it signed by the whole team. It'd be phenomenal to have that sort of memory of the fact that the, a World Cup came to Australia. Should have come this year with the men's, but we get the women's one, which for Australian fans is better because the Tillies just draw more of a crowd. Correct. For good reason, even, even though even go. though uh, North Korea are ranked higher than us, yeah, it's, it's irrelevant right now. Right? Uh, and Gus, we trust. <laughs> Gustafsson, we trust. We trust us in. <laughs> we trust us in <laughs> But this is where we have to carry on this momentum. Phenomenal start to the A League. Unbelievable performance from the Socceroos. A League continues and W League Women's League continues to grow and get better, better as the season goes on. Smash that Women's World Cup next year. Sell out crowds. Tillies go all the way to the final and get beat by England. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that, that can actually happen. I looked at it. It could very much happen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they both have to top their groups though for it to happen. So, Which is definitely possible. But this is where football needs to just say, fuck rugby league, fuck AFL, fuck cricket. Time to roll on. Football is rising in this country, as we've said before. And it, this is all the momentum. Good Socceroos into great Matildas will grow this game hugely, which will help the A-Leagues and help the soccer. It's 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 the circle of life of football. A good domestic product breeds a good national team. A good national team breeds a good youth system, which breeds a good domestic product. That's just got to keep kicking. And the Socceroos have done their bit. The A-League's definitely doing their bit this season. We just got to keep it going. The fans have to now do our bit. Get out there and support it. 
which we do. So. And the one, and we're going to end this show on one final note. Fuck you, AFL. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, such a stupid move. How dumb are they? That's pettiness <laughs> to the entire, like, that's pettiness oh, to max. I thought the AFL was better than the NRL when it came the to this other thing, but that just shows you they're scared. One thing that, this is a, this is a thought I've come up with recently, James. We're, we pride ourselves on being a sporting nation. Yep. But as soon as two codes come next to each other, it's fucking hell let loose. It's a, it's a civil war. Just fucking support sport. No one cared about the season fixture results. I'm, I'm a Geelong Cats season ticket member, and I didn't give a shit about the release date. It's fucking December. No one cares about AFL fixtures in December. Do it in January, early January. Not the game day for a fucking Socceroos game, you absolute plebs. Luckily, it fell on deaf ears and just copped a massive amount of hate, but you know, they're trying. It just shows just, me they're scared. They, just, uh, they, they shouldn't be scared. We play at different times a year. Hey, how many live sites did the um, NRL have for the Australian Kangaroos games in the oh, Rugby no. League World Cup? Just you want to remind me? Did Federation Square do anything? No, no. Obviously not, but did Sydney? No. no wh- oh, how many live weird. sites for an AFL World Cup? Oh, hang on a fucking minute. Oh, they, just like the Americans, they don't have one for that sport. <laughs> See, but I'll tell you what, the Americans have something right. They create a sport, they don't send it worldwide, they call themselves world champions. England creates yeah. a sport, sends it all around the world and get themselves knocked out. <laughs> 2026, baby. It's coming up. Squad. It's coming up in 2026. We're going to win the Euros and we're going to win the fucking World Cup in America and I'm going to be there for it. I will be there as well. The Socceroos will be there as well because the amount of youth talent we've got coming through the grades right now and that are going overseas and testing themselves against the best, even if it's in Scotland, the Socceroos are on an upward trend here. Bring on the Asian Cup and bring on the 2026 I can't World wait Cup. until Football. January when in, and where we can talk about in Hot Topics is all the moves the Socceroos are going to get. There's a fucking yeah. lot. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, when we start, yeah, talking Aussies abroad. The only one I know that's not leaving is Craig Goodwin. He said, "I am. I, why would I leave? I'm happy where I am. Yep. Whether there's interest in him, there should be. God knows there should be after his performance at the World Cup. But if he's happy to stay playing in Adelaide as their best player, why would you leave? Big fish, small pond. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be. That's why I played all age 15 this year. Big fish, incredibly small Didn't pond. You not play at all because Got you injured. fucking tore your cuff. I played a lot of games, all seven of them until I missed the season. Anyway, Jamie Brown, good to see you again. Good to have football back. We will be back again next week to talk about some more fixtures. Fuck AFL, fuck Channel 9, fuck Rugby League. Oh, yeah. Up the Socceroos, up the Wanderers. Forza Sydney FC. Shut the fuck up. And speaking of Sydney FC, why are you wearing red and black? I'm not wearing red. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh... Do we have enough time? Because I could go a long way on this thing. When they released that jersey, they said, oh, you know, beautiful sunsets in Sydney. And every fucking comment on the post was, where does the sun set in Sydney, you fucking morons? It sets in the west. The worst part of Sydney. (laughs) Yeah, like, why would we want to promote something from the west? I don't understand it. Also, we played at fucking home. We should never wear anything but sky blue at home. Whoever's decision that was is a fucking idiot and should be long gone and fired. It's probably Danny No one. They did a fan thing, right? Where if you wore the current home jersey, the sky blue jersey at the ground, they were going around doing the fan cam. And if they picked you, they were giving you the sunset jersey that they called it. It landed on a guy and they said, I think we have a winner. He literally did the cut across his throat sign. He's like, no, don't want it. Nobody wanted that jersey. It's, ah, fuck, these people are stupid. Can't even say it's Danny Townsend's fault because he's gone now. But whoever's making these decisions is terrible. Sky blue. White alternate jersey, maybe something purple or pink for the girls. Why not pink for the men? Nothing that represents the West. Well, yeah, the men can wear it, but like, you know, last year's alternate kit was the plum purple kit. That was yeah, beautiful. That was, that was nice, a great thing. Quite a nice kit, actually. Do something like that. We don't, yeah. Why red and black? We don't need to pander to the West. Why yeah, everything? We look like the women, the women played Brisbane, and it looked like they were just playing an intra club friendly against their B side <laughs> with the alternate jersey. It was. Fucking insanity that we are at home and we're not wearing sky blue. I, 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 I just don't understand. I can't even say this is peak A league. This is just idiotic. This is just stupid. Peak A league was Tommy Glover catching yeah. the ball outside of his box in that game. This is peak. just fucking moronic. Oh. Like, do better, uh, yeah, please. Could have done a rant on that actually. Oh. If, if we'd done that at the start, it could have been a Jamie spray. Oh. All right. I hope I never see that fucking jersey at that home stadium again. Wait, better not. Curse of the Wanderers third kick continues. We don't win games in it. 
Hey, we won. Actually, we won in that third game. Maybe we should just wear it at home. Maybe you should just be red and black from now on. It's a better better color. (laughs) Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry. Red and black is the only color that's ever won in that stadium. Adelaide. Wanderers off Melbourne Victory, but they're Melbourne wearing, Victory, they're wearing they're their high vis, the same thing. It's yellow and blue. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a shade of red and a shade of blue. I, honestly, when they promoted it and the first thing they said is, in honouring the sunsets in our fine city, I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, what? What about the sunrises in the east, in the good part of the city? Like, Bunch of silly gooses. All right, Jamie Brown. Oh, fucking insanity. <laughs> Goodbye, Jamie Brown. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>